This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Unidex. Unidex is a full-featured, decentralized trading suite including limit orders, margin trading, options trading, and charting. Krunal from the Unidex team join me on the podcast to discuss current features and their future roadmap. Welcome to the BSC News Podcast. You're listening to the BSC News Podcast, the leader in decentralized finance on the Binance Smart Chain. Here's your host, Ben Antes. Renal, welcome back to the podcast after uh, three months. Yeah, it's been a while. It has. It hasn't felt like three months. How has uh, your team been doing? How have you been doing? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing great. Uh, the team eh, has also been, you know, having a lot of fun when we're, you know, developing this uh, our product. And um, yeah, we've been really busy as of recently. We've had a lot of uh, a lot of expectations to meet in our roadmap. So that's what we've been doing for about the past two months now, really revamping our UI. But we've been having a lot of fun doing it, and um, yeah, we've we've learned a lot as well in the same time. Great. And so why don't we start with, I guess, like a refresher. And if anybody is interested in listening to your first podcast, um, I actually had it pulled up. That is episode 21, and it was posted on March 2nd. But why don't we start with where you were, if you can remember where you were on March 2nd. I mean, every month in crypto is like an entire lifetime. Right. So where were you three months ago compared to where you are today? Yeah. So um, no, I actually I actually do remember. So um, just just before we had that podcast, and a little bit after, we were getting for our initial launch on Binance Smart Chain. Um, I think at this time it was basically just Ethereum and Binance Smart Chain that had a lot of the the liquidity being locked onto those um, those chains, and we didn't really see too much activity on Polygon. You know, QuickSwap was very uh, low in activity at this time as well. Phantom was just starting to get its initial recognition of being a competitor chain. Um, Avalanche was still being so-and-so. And so so, um, a little bit after that, we basically, uh, we launched on a Binance Smart Chain for what would be limit orders and market orders and um, general trading, essentially, uh, for swaps. We still haven't launched options. We don't have any dedicated margin trading protocols for them. Um, but that's where we were about three months ago since we had our last podcast. Okay. And I was going through your platform today and also listening to our, our podcast from a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And why don't we start with the margin trading platform? Because I am not a seasoned margin <laughs> trader by any means, but what that tells you too is how easy it is. Right. The, it was really intuitive um, setting up, you know, setting up a trade, depositing BUS. I deposited BUSD to escrow. Uh-huh. So I really like that even someone like me who doesn't margin trade regularly could really quickly figure this out without even going to medium posts or tutorials or anything like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, actually what you're seeing from margin trading, I, that actually isn't our specific UI. Uh, okay. That's actually done through one of our partners. Um, we actually did post on Twitter uh, how our own margin trading UI, which is going to set for release later on uh, uh, in about two to three weeks now. Okay. And so we'll have a, a very um, a similar and familiar UI. Um, if you want, I can actually just pull it up. I have them readily available, so you can just take a look at that. 
Sure. Um, and can you talk about differences between what you have now and what you guys are putting out? Yeah. And so uh, essentially as like um, a core concept, we, we want to be a trading terminal uh, that has a strong backbone as an aggregator. And so our niche here is that we're going to be the first people to do aggregation on not only margin trading, but options trading swaps and a whole lot of other financial instruments. And so that's mostly what will differentiate us, uh, at least as from a financial standpoint, as a trader, this means that whenever you put a long, you're always going to get, you know, your best rate whenever you're trying to trade on margin, you know, people usually just think about swaps but we don't think about the arbitrage opportunities when it comes to leverage markets and or, or margin, margin trading markets in general. The derivatives market is pretty huge um, and uh, it goes untapped really. And so we're gonna be the first ones in DeFi that's gonna be able to take advantage of that. Um, here, I can actually send through a chat here, right there and you could take a look at that. This is how our margin trading UI is gonna look like it's basically almost identical to the spot market. And so that we just select an input token and an output token and our system will automatically detect that since you're on the leverage tab, you want to trade the leverage version of these two pairs. So we'll find, for example, um, one of our partners, Unimex, if they offer Aave to die, well, okay, well, we're gonna place a leverage long of whatever you select, let's say 5X leverage. Okay, now you're gonna go into a 5X leverage on Aave die. And if the best rate is from Unimex, okay, it's gonna be placed there. Um, if you are on like, for example, a, a Starkware rollup in Connected, um, we can route you through DYDX. Or let's say that another financial uh, for uh, another leverage um, protocol, Gambit, um, which is on Binance Smart Chain right now, let's say you're trying to trade BNB to BUSD on 10X leverage. Well, we can route your trade automatically through there. So we take off all the end work for the user about finding the best protocol or even finding the a leverage pair for this asset. And so we can um, go ahead and find this out for you. Where does this exist? And easily just go ahead and say, okay, well, this is my input and this results in this much output. Um, find me the best place for a 3X leverage BUSD uh, USD, uh, long. And there you go. So really through your platform, you'll someone will be able to basically leverage trade any pair that currently exists on the chain that they want to use. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's pretty powerful because yeah. you know with the way DeFi is with everything, it's you got to go one place to do one thing and then to do something slightly different, you go to a different protocol and it's, uh, right. You got to really like know every single right. protocol, so. It's fragmented. That's what it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So that's really nice. Um, I'm looking forward to you guys rolling that out as well. I mean, mm -hmm. my trade that I entered into this morning for fun is currently underwater. So, <laughs> and I, I put no stop loss. So we're just gonna ride. Well, um, I mean, such is the nature of margin trading. <laughs> Well, I think um, just like looking at this, so I need B and B to go down to about two hundred and fifty bucks to get liquidated. Right. So, so, yeah. so I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, with your in that margin trading um, part of your platform, you've got lending and you've got staking. Right. And so, do yeah. you want to talk through each of those also? Yeah. So, uh, well, 
like like I mentioned, so uh, for when it comes to margin trading for this uh, portal, this this actually is through our partner. So this okay. isn't like anything that we actually manage ourselves. Yeah. And so I, I couldn't actually speak for lending or staking on the Unimex platform. So this okay. this is our first platform that we've just integrated with, um, with our own front end for this. So when we actually do come out in about two weeks, um, all we would be servicing is just the trading aspect from, for example, Unimex, or if you're connected to DYTX, uh, you know, whichever uh, uh, contract you want to be trading on. Okay. And, and so, yeah. And so moving from margin to spot, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull that up right now. I also really liked, and is this your guys' own interface here? Yeah. Like yeah. UI? Yeah. If you're on unitexbeta.app, then yeah. That yeah. Would be. And I really liked this interface. Again, it it fits just, I feel like it's got everything you're really going to need. And the, the integration of the different charting functions is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to do limit orders is fantastic. And so when you do any trade on here, is it basically running as an aggregator to find the best? Yeah, not only running as an aggregator, but like our whole you know core concept is it's not just one product. So we're also an aggregator above other aggregators. So we see a lot of competition with Paraswap, 0x, 1inch, um, and there's also some other ones like Atomic.blue. And so our job is not to take any bias and stick with one. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and service you to the protocol that's always going to output you the most tokens returned. Um, and we also take gas fees into account for that because on Ethereum, this can also be something of you know caution. And so different contracts have their own um, you know uh, how much gas it's going to cost. Uh, for example, one inch is considerably cheaper than going through just Uniswap directly. So even if the token just exists on Uniswap, uh, having your trade routed through one inch uh, could even actually just save you just off gas fees. And we also take that into account as well. So. It's all just to service the trader with uh, the most return possible. Okay. And with this platform, mm-hmm. there's a couple. So you're going to have a wallet dashboard. And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. So um, essentially, what we want to do with our wallet dashboard is not necessarily compete with Zerion. Um, I think what a lot of DeFi is missing right now is a market screener, if you will. So whenever a user actually goes ahead and connects in, so we'll, we're, we're talking about more of like seasoned traders and or day traders. Um, what we see a lot is we always get some like initial jump into your trading day. These are all your assets. These are all your positions. Here's all possible positions usually that this is shown in some UIs. Uh, this is really popular in the stock market. So we want what we want to do with our wallet dashboard is essentially create a quick glance and overview of how you're performing. Um, what are the top performers of the day today? So this is something you can look at for social like um, impact and see like if you can do a possible play here. And um, just your general assets that you're holding and where you can now trade this because we are multi-train. So we would scan your address to see other chains that this also exists on and pull all your balances from all different chains. And you know you can get a very in-depth look at how you're performing, regardless of what our chain you're trading on. Mm-hmm. That will be really helpful. I know the the wallet dashboard 
guess you call it mm-hmm. competition, right? It's uh, everyone has a little different spin on it. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to find a, uh, a wallet dashboard that has everything you're looking for. It's again, like your, your comment about fragmented. Yeah. Like I, I have one wallet where I need to use two different wallet tracking sites to actually see everything that's in it. It's like yeah. they don't have quite, you know, they overlap, of course, but then one platform's not a lot, another platform's not on another. Yeah. Uh, will they, with with yours, will there be uh, yield farming included in that, or or just the assets and the trading aspect of it? So, do you mean by like actually being able to interact or viewing your like positions on a yield farm? Yeah, like, like viewing your liquidity positions. Yeah, yeah, viewing liquidity positions. We thought that would be pretty standard, and so that's what we wanted to go ahead and add. Um, we may not right away have like super in-depth stats, um, for example, like some other sites may do that are dedicated to yield farming. Uh, mm-hmm. But we do definitely want to show you that, hey, these these are, you know, farming positions and or just general liquidity positions in general. Okay. No, yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. And leverage trading. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to ask you about. I'm pulling that up as well, although I had trouble pulling this up earlier. Is it under development still? Leverage trading is just on the ETH chain right now. Um, That's why I can't pull it up on the BSC side. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's an important distinction between like margin and leverage trading and um, at least for how we're offering it right now. And it's also part of that rebrand. So if you actually look at that, like initial, like screenshot that I showed you about what we're releasing soon, we actually Mm -hmm. rebranded leverage trading to ETF based trading. So um, I, I'm, are you familiar with like ETF products? And, yes. And, yeah. And so that's what we, we wanted to go ahead and offer for like the, the cryptocurrency space as more of a screener slash, you know, general product that we want to um, allow the user to tap into. So for leveraging right now, we have, for example, ETH USD 3X and a whole other like uh, list of different um, assets that you could trade. But in reality, it's a little bit more closer to call it an ETF product because it's not necessarily, it's still a derivative because you're not trading ETH and borrowing three times the, um, the, the capital in order to actually place this trade. Um, it is pulling it from multiple different sources um, for at least the price point. And then you're just trading it as a bearable product. And so we thought it would be more suitable to call it an ETF based um, trading now. And um, these are all from Chainlink's price feeds. We're actually now sponsored on uh, data.chain.link. So we have a, like, a more official integration um, with using Chainlink's products. Um, we thought this was like pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, um, outside of that, right now, we're just offering these. But these would also extend to um, different financial products that DeFi has recently came out with in the past like three months since our last, last podcast. Uh, there's now... Uh, one is really popular. Index Coop has been making making like really uh, good strides on making uh, like two uh, x uh, ETH positions or short positions as well as a tokenized product. So this would be something that we'd be adding in as well. Um, not that it's you know too hard for the user to go ahead and access right now. It's more of a okay. Well, here's a, a whole list of all your ETF products, and here's some that you might not even have been aware of. So like for example, Reef Baskets from Reef Chain. Um, this is also an ETF product that you can create essentially a basket of different assets to trade uh, long and short on. Um, we also have token sets as well, which is another collection of uh, assets that you can go long and short on effectively. Okay. And can you get into um, 
the impact of holding those types of tokens because I I'm moderately familiar with them. Like there's uh, ETH Bowl and you know Bitcoin Bowl, and I think those are on Binance Chain. At least that's yeah. where I've seen them. And for I think when I first saw them, I didn't quite understand what's going on in the background, right? So because it's it's definitely not a long term hold position. Oh, definitely. And, not. and could you get into how how they work and yeah and you know and and where the values derive from and the and I guess really I guess the theoretical risk of being a holder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so um, that the the whole game with holding one of these positions would would be for, it, it's never it's never for long-term. It's always actually a bad idea to hold some of these long-terms uh, just because some protocols might actually implement decay. So you actually start losing more um, than, you, than you would gain in even the same theoretical movement. But generally the goal is for a short-term play um, that is similar to leverage, but without necessarily taking the risk of getting liquidated. Um, and how this actually works is, um, Recently, uh, well, no, not recently. It was about two years ago when FTX actually started first offering these and then Binance adopted it. I think that's how the timeline went. And so let's take a position on 3x BTC. Well, you could take a 3x bull position, which tracks the upward movement of BTC, or you could take a 3x um, uh, bear position, which tracks the downward movements of BCC. And you can go this on... Uh, of like a number of different uh, multipliers, I would call it, which would be 3x, 5x. Uh, this would be referred to as leverage. So as BTC goes up 1%, um, and if you were trading a 3x bull position, well, now your gains for this bull position has increased by not 1%, but instead 3%. Um, and this also compounds. So if this were to go down 1%, you, you lose 3% again. Um, and this is also if you're holding the bull position. And so at a certain point, this actually becomes unfavorable for long-term movements because if you're compounding these gains, like for example, if we go up 10%, well, if we're holding a 3x bull position, then we gain 30%. But if we fall 5%, well, then now we're losing 15% of that 30% of that we like overall like hold. And if we, even though we go back up another 5%, you're not going to be at the same point that you previously were anymore. Um, this, this is just how the math will end up working out if you actually uh, start doing some calculations here. And while while it's true you did gain more than just hold, holding the underlying asset, you at some point start taking a risk that if there's enough downward movement while holding a bull position, even though if it goes back up to break even price when you initially purchased it, you're still going to be underwater. So this is why it's only good for short-term plays because of compounding gains and losses. Um, but an advantage would be holding bear positions. If you think that the market is going to be in a short-term um, turmoil, well, this would be a good opportunity for you if you genuinely believe that we're in a short-term bear market or we think there's dips, let's say bad news, whatever it may be, right? You can hold a bear position and gain profit as whatever your underlying asset goes down in price. Um with or without leverage, it's not com- it's not uncommon to off- also offer these without leverage, just so that people can gain downside exposure, um, meaning they can profit as things go down. And if it goes up, they actually start losing money. And but, with yeah. that, with that compounding effect, and that was something, I think that made me kind of stray away from it a little bit. But 
do they compound? I was trying to understand that, and I think you're the person to explain it. Um, is it essentially compounding daily? Uh, like, like there's something that resets once a day in the value of that token mm-hmm. as you're holding it, which is what causes that to, to start to compound the way it does. Yeah, and so this actually does vary between different protocols because I believe, and it also how you're actually trading this. So I believe FTX does do some sort of daily rebalance um, to do this. Uh, however, certain protocols, like for example, what we're offering on our side, um, it's just a compound effect of every time the chain link price feed actually updates. So that is set by whatever the, the actual price feed that we're pulling from. So let's say ETH USD. Well, this happens every time there is a 0.25 uh, movement in ETH. So from there, everything rebalances and it's a more of a perpetual type of product. It's just a continuous um, rebalance um, or compound effect. Whereas FTX, while you do get those um, unrealized gains that happen in compound, there is a, an, a set hour in which everyone's balance does, re, um, does uh, rebalance and have this uh, more astronomical effects, sometimes not very, very much unless we're in high volatility. But it really does depend on the protocol you play with. And so that's why we, uh, we also made sure with our new UI, when we do aggregate a lot of these ETF-based products, we want to make sure that the user knows where this is sourcing from in a very brief overview of what rules um, this plays by. And um, you can also select to just trade on one specific protocol that you're familiar with if you don't want to deal with any new rules that you are unaware of. Um, but uh, it, it does vary between different protocols. And I guess that's the more underlying answer to your question. Okay. And so it's interesting comparing this to... Um, excuse me, margin trading where mm-hmm. there's no liquidity risk, but you have this compound risk instead. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm trying to think how I would utilize them and it's almost, well, I mean, so, I oh, go ahead. Yeah. So with, with ETF based products, I think the, the appeal here is not only for short-term play um, there, there's actually three different things I would, I would like to mention. So for, for one, in some instances, it may actually be favorable for short-term play because uh, you're, you're easily able to generally exit your position, um, but, but also that the, usually how these protocols are set up in DeFi is that your, your risk is for liquidity is the op- opposing side of liquidity. So for example, your exit liquidity here, you have no slippage. So you can place a million dollar order and it's not going to drive up the price by a million dollars or whatever, however the order book would have played out. Um, in this instance, you can instantly gain exposure to ETHUSD um, even without leverage, without moving the ETHUSD market. Obviously, someone could see this, that you place this position and then start buying up a lot of ETHUSD um, or ETH in general. Um, but unless they're watching this, you can now gain exposure to the market and gain profit off of this without actually moving the market uh, because this is a derivative product. Uh, but another third thing would be just how flexible you can be because these are derivatives. So like, for example, um, I don't know if you noticed, but we also offer an ETF product on ETH gas fees. So this means that you can actually go long and short on ETH gas fees because they, you know, they're volatile. We're not yeah, they're very volatile actually. Yeah. Right. And so someone can actually even speculate on ETH uh, gas prices if they really wanted to, you know, you could take a long position or if you're willing to take the risk of shorting uh, ETH gas fees 
um, because I, I guess that would be a risk shorting ETH gas fees. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if, if you want to do this, you think it's high, there might have been insane price movement, this correlated with higher gas prices. And if you think the volatility is going to die down, this generally results in lower gas prices over the next, you know, six ish hours, then you can take a short position. Um, you can also apply this to even even more exotic concepts. Like, let's say um, we get a chain leak price feed for uh, this. This one's going to sound really weird, but trust me, it, it actually does make sense. So let's say we have the weather in Houston, the temperature in Houston, and you can actually take a long and short position on the, the collective temperature in Houston. Um, I don't know why you would do this, but hey, you know, as a trader, you just see opportunity. Why not? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you, you can long the temperature in Texas if you wanted to, which is which is a very safe bet. Never never short the temperature in Texas. It's very hot here. <laughs> and is that? I mean, is that an actual chain link price chain link yeah. feed? Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, they could do. Is chain link? I mean, this now I'm going a little off topic, but this goes into what you're talking about is, you know, Chainlink could feed sports statistics and then you guys could create an ETF for the amount of touchdowns thrown by a quarterback in a season and you could long and short. Yeah. Uh, any, like a, like a, a straight up statistic basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I meant by exotic concepts. So you, you can, I mean, your example would probably be a little bit harder to execute. I think we're still a bit like a few years away from getting like, instant access to a price feed like that. Uh, but it definitely would be possible to do the outcome of the game. So people can short if they think said team, the base pair of the team would be losing and the opposing side would be just people who think it's going to win. And then it's just winner takes all at that point. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, you can get some prediction markets essentially done through a chain link price feed through an ETF based product. And so, yeah. And you said this wasn't available yet on BSC, but do you guys have plans for when it would be? Yeah. And so th this one specifically is actually, um, we launched uh, quite a bit of these own ETF products on this protocol, but this is done through one of our partners as well um, called XFIX Finance. And so they're actually making uh, uh, moves to actually launch this into multi-chain as well. And so I don't know about the exact timeline about a BSC integration, uh, but I believe that, you know, we'll, we'll also be soon hearing from that as well. Um, but this, this, this is the only product that also offers chain link price feeds in a, in a format similar to this. There's a, a lot of different other um, protocols as well. And, uh, I believe they're already on BSC and they already are using chain link price feeds. So they could, if they wanted to launch a very exotic trading, uh, you know, a very exotic trading pair like that as well. Mm -hmm. And Moving on through any other updates on the BSC side, uh, what do you guys have coming out, let's say, in the next week or two? Yeah, in the next week or two, um, I think mostly for our BSC folks would just be our updated like UI and front end. I think that's been a lot of like our like our short term highlights and like uh, like accomplishment that we've been working on. Um, I, we think that this UI kind of basically fits like within an awkward zone of it's either too friendly for some people, like strangely enough, even though there's a lot of information, or it's a little bit too complex. And so you're not really servicing either really high, um, high frequency, high uh, quant like traders, or the simplistic first time DeFi users. 
and we're kind of in that middle zone where only a few people can really understand. So we rebranded the entire UI. Uh, we redid it all. Um, it looks very different from what we had before, but not unfamiliar. And so we th we're, hope we're hoping with this new UI, we can get a lot more people from the Binance Smart Chain to trade on a more professional looking UI uh, that I think still a lot of Ethereum based products only have right now. Um, we don't even see, it, it gets even more deserted for chains like Polygon and Phantom with the, the level of like the quality of products that are offered there. Like for example, Dextools only recently launched on, uh, on Binance Smart Chain. So we're hoping that we can bring a lot of these different trading tools and um, you know, if, uh, when it comes to actually saving money financially because we're aggregating, um, that's already been implemented, but we're hoping now you could do this with an even better, more intuitive UI. Uh, this doesn't extend to just Binance Smart Chain traders, but in effect, because, you know, it would be available to Binance Smart Chain. Um, we're hoping that this delivers essentially for people's needs. Okay. And you mentioned cross-chain. What other uh, blockchains are you building out on already or looking to build out on? Yeah. So when it comes to looking to build up on, out on, we're trying to touch the Solana ecosystem, the Avalanche um, blockchain, and the, the Polkadot eco ecosystem. And um, a lot, all three of those have kind of like uh, iffy states on which one is basically going to become the next big like total value locked uh, uh, for where that's essentially what's important to us, how much liquidity is locked on um, these protocols. Um, because as an aggregator, it doesn't make sense to aggregate something that doesn't really have too much liquidity. And so it just comes to which, which one of these basically blow up and um, then we'll add support for that next and go ahead and uh, service those traders that are now trading on these uh, blockchains. What we do currently support is the Ethereum blockchain, Binance Smart, Binance Smart Chain, Polygon ecosystem, and the, the Phantom uh, ecosystem as well. And so... Um, Right now, we have limit orders live for all of these chains, and um, we also have market orders um, also available for all these chains as well. These are all aggregated on their own respective chains as well, which does make us the first aggregator on the, the Phantom network. Um, we're also the first one to offer limit orders on Polygon and Phantom, and so that's also, you know, uh, I think quite a cool accomplishment as well. Uh, but yeah, and so that's what we're currently doing. Okay. And which, I'm just curious, which blockchain are you seeing the most volume with? Currently, we're seeing the most volume on the Ethereum chain, like easily. Um, if you're asking like overall as a market in uh, uh, like what my predictions are there, sure. I think a lot of, a lot of short-term uh, movement will move into the, the Polygon ecosystem, definitely for sure. Um, just because I think a lot of people are, you know, even though gas fees are generally low right now, um, surprisingly well, actually, really. Uh, but I think a lot of people still are frustrated with um, high fees um, and also are trying to just find something new in general, new opportunities, new new uh, protocols that are being developed. Um, you know, Binance Smart Chain is still one of the go-to chains for low fees and finding liquidity for whatever the, uh, product you need. Uh, at this point, I think a lot of traders are just moving into Polygon not because of the gas fee savings, which are definitely there as well, um, just because there's new protocols being developed, new yield farming opportunities that you could take care of. And so I think we're seeing a lot of movement towards there. And personally, one of my favorites would be the Phantom ecosystem, which I don't think will get the attention that it deserves, 
but I think that we're seeing a lot of opportunities start developing there. Um, essentially, right after we finished our Binance Marching support, we did immediately start supporting uh, Phantom uh, and the whole ecosystem that was growing there initially. And so that's where a lot of uh, our movement was shortly after our previous podcast. Yeah, I know <clears throat> Phantom is one that I actually haven't spent any time on yet. I do, mm-hmm. you know, I've played around with Matic and Solana, mm-hmm. and those are both great. Uh, Matic actually reminds me just a lot of BSC. Yeah. I guess it's just even cheaper than BSC. But yeah, in a way. the, uh, you know, the way it's basically an, an ETH clone makes it super yeah. just intuitive for anyone that's from Ethereum or Binance Smart Chain. Right, right. It is is Phantom the same way? Is it uh, also like an ETH clone essentially, or is it yeah, its own? It, it is EVM compatible. I think that's the the word that we're looking for here. That's the proper term there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it basically just means that you can take any existing smart contract, deploy it on Phantom, and it'll work um, without any issue. Okay. And so, uh, at, at least the difference here between um, uh, Phantom and things like Polygon and uh, any other clones of these uh, the ethereum blockchain essentially is the, the underlying architecture behind phantom is a little bit different it's a it's a DAG product um and that's what generally differentiates um the whole uh, consensus protocol that phantom obeys by uh difference from uh ethereum and polygon and um binance smart chain even and okay. so uh it in theory, it's supposed to allow for faster transaction times and lower fees. If you've ever explored Nano um, or Rideblocks if you, from 2017, uh, this is based off like a similar architecture and uh, consensus protocol as well. Okay, I'll have to check that one out. Because I know I did see some other protocols moving into Phantom as well. I think Beefy's there. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if Auto Farm is there. I don't think so, no. I don't think so, not yet anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. And anything else you'd want to wrap up with? Uh, anything upcoming? Anything people should know about that we haven't already talked about, I'm sure? That we haven't already talked about? I think that's basically it. Um, we are. We did recently actually launch a like sort of program, uh, two different things. Uh, so one, we launched API for our limit orders. And I think this is really important. And I think a lot of people will start using these. It, essentially, what allows uh, protocols to do would be Let's take um, let's take PancakeSwap for example. Uh, a lot of these automated market makers always have limit orders on their uh, roadmap, and it, it's a challenge to even add these or find out which way they should be adding these. And um, we've we've shown that we have essentially the best system around, uh, the quickest and most efficient because these don't require a taker. Uh, for example, if you use one inch in the past or zero x in the past. You may have noticed that these orders require a taker. Well, what does this mean? It means that someone needs to specifically seek out your order and fill it, which means that if the market moves too much, your order is not going to be filled. You know, it, it's it's almost exactly like a centralized exchange, and that's fine. But we we're in DeFi, we have better tools for this. Uh, our limit orders don't require takers as long as the output is greater than and equal to your um, your your desired output, your order will fill. Like without guarantee, no matter how low the volume is, the, your order will be uh, filled. And so we're offering these limit orders um, as an API so that uh, automated market makers like PancakeSwap can easily just come in and go ahead and add support for limit orders. Um, 
uh, I don't, I'm not sure how familiar you are with like development, like timeframes and whatnot, but API integrations generally move the fastest and it would be as simple as basically adding a, a whole new text box for limit price and um, a whole toggle for this is a limit order. And we can basically push all the work off of them and they could just focus on the simple integration of actually collecting this response and uh, allowing limit orders on their platform. So this is something that we're releasing soon as well. Uh, essentially any new automated market maker or existing uh, protocols can just plug in our limit order module and they can have all their servers, I mean, all their, their traders being service limit orders. And so this is something that people on the Phantom ecosystem have been pretty, uh, uh, pretty, pretty excited about. We have some uh, users on the Polygon ecosystem that are also excited about this. We also launched a separate protocol, not protocol, a separate program called Unidex Forge. And um, what we're doing with this is essentially we're creating a ecosystem of Unidex based products. So we're trading focused and we're trying to service traders as a trading terminal with the best UI and whatnot. Um, and so what we're now trying to do is allow other existing protocols and teams that want to, that are new and upcoming or maybe already existing that want to build on our platform and what we're already offering, whether that be through API or through a co-launch. And so one of our um, platforms that have recently came to us, uh, a new platform, uh, we, we're not discussing names anytime yet. Uh, we start doing teasers right now, but they're going to be using, um, our API and some of our frameworks to do a, a very trader heavy, sophisticated launch pad. Um, and it'll essentially be one of the most advanced launch pads that, uh, a user can go and take care of. Um, and they're planning to go multi-chain as well. So this would be on Binance smart chain, whatever, whatever chain, um, you want to do fundraising on. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, that's exciting. And it's, you guys have grown a lot already in the, you know, <laughs> since we talked in three months and obviously you have a lot coming down the pipeline. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask one more thing. Have you thought about building in trading bots? Yeah. In and so support um, for that. Yeah. Trading bots are, they're kind of strange in DeFi just because it's a little bit harder to actually execute. You know, you have gas costs and things like this. Mm. You can also obviously do this through a smart contract, which, then also has its own gas cost as well. Uh, but there are certain different types of algorithmic trading that you could apply, um, not specifically through us, but we do have uh, existing protocols like token sets, if you haven't checked them out before, which allow you through even actually Chainlink's really awesome. They, they, you can actually do it through Chainlink where let's say um, you're an RSI based trader, right? Uh, let's say you want to go ahead and sell ETH anytime it moves um, past the 70 uh, mark on the RSI. So you think it's going to be um, overbought. It'll automatically trigger this cell and rebalance so that it would act as if you move from ETH to USDC. And then as soon as uh, the RSI goes underneath 30, so it's uh, oversold, it'll automatically buy and flip this back in. And then you can redeem these tokens back to your underlying position that you initially bought this for. Um, and so you can even do stuff like this. Uh, this, they have a whole lot of other ones as well, like EMA based, uh, trades. Anytime it flips, um, the 13 and 26, go ahead and buy, or if it goes under sell, you know, you have a lot of different options. So essentially you're, it's almost like one of your ETF products where yeah. you can, instead of me running a trading bot, I, that would run off of RSI or Bollinger Bands or whatever. 
yeah. um, I would just buy that ETF product. Essentially, yeah. And that is nutty stuff. I don't know if you noticed, but I like <laughs> my brain like exploded for a second. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I think the cool part is we're finally actually like utilizing crypto. Like I think in 2017, we're, we're still, I know a lot of people kept saying that this is different. This is different. I think now finally we could easily say that this is different. We're able to have trading robots within our, uh, our Ethereum robot, uh, our Ethereum wallet, essentially. You know, you're just holding this position, but it's it's actually talking on chain and you know rebalancing to the RSI and whatnot. You're not interacting with trading view or anything here. I think that's one of the most insane things that we've done this year. Yeah, not specifically us, but as a you know uh, ecosystem. Do you plan on having any of those ETFs roll out? Yeah, with our, with our new UI, I think we won't have it immediately, but that's that's been something that we've been really looking at and seeing it the best way to go ahead and integrate that. And um, that's actually one of my first interactions with DeFi as well outside of Uniswap. It was the, the token set protocol because I was looking at a way to build a um, essentially an on-chain trading robot. And I saw that uh, this product here was offering automatic rebalances based on the RSI. So I checked them out. They've grown a lot now. Um, I, I don't know if this is true, but I believe this is also an offshoot of IndexCoop. I think this is the same team. I could be totally wrong about that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Like the the tools that we now have for trading or in general on chain usage, you know. Yeah, I think it's going to be really what you talk about with crypto being useful. Um, as we get more synthetic or just derivatives of let's say stocks, mm-hmm. um, which I I love that whole concept of let's say holding um, SPY. Yeah. And then providing liquidity with SPY to get 50% APY on your index fund. Exactly. Um, but, you know, integrating RSI robots with Microsoft, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's really a, it's, it's mind blowing technology. Like yeah. it's the, you know, the, the joke, like I'm in it for the tech. Yeah. It's like, it, it's really amazing. And yeah. I think the next like two to five years, probably going to see derivatives of everything possible pop up with yeah. a million ways to trade it and, and robots <laughs> attached to it. Right. Like, exactly. And if these only get like, you know, cheaper, like let's say ETH two comes out um, and anytime this year, hopefully fingers crossed, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> or, or everyone moves to like Polygon or Z snark roll up, whatever the case is uh, it really allows, you know, developers to go even more crazy with uh, what we can do on chain we start having like high frequency trading robots. Uh, like let's say that, uh, holy crap, there was a, um, a, a flash loan initiated on DYDX or something like that. You know, I think a lot of these products will start popping up. Um, someone took out a large lending position on this protocol or whatever. So right now, like, like you mentioned, we're having a lot of uh, derivatives of things like stocks and whatnot. Uh, I wanna start seeing protocols that start doing derivatives of things that we're doing within our own ecosystem. I don't know how dangerous that statement may be. Someone might actually go do it and start getting a lot of people liquidated because it's still unsafe. But uh, I, I think that's when we start actually making that, you know, this is our community. This is like, this is the new financial, like, you know, tech revolution. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. This stuff, this is the stuff that really gets me excited about it all. Uh-huh. And it, I guess it's been the bet. When did you get into crypto? I got in, I think I was like, I was 15 and I was just like sitting in class and I was like looking at like stocks or whatever. Cause like 
I want money, right? Like, you know, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. So I started looking at that. I, I was going through the app store and I saw like Coinbase and I was like, oh, this is, where, this is where that Bitcoin stuff is, right? And so I started going through that. And then I wasn't able to buy it because Coinbase had an age restriction that was actually put in like shortly after that year. There's no way to bypass it. I always like to try to like find rules around things and try to get my hands on Bitcoin. It was very hard to get my hands on it. I think I had to like exchange an Amazon gift card in like 2016 lost half the value of the Amazon gift card just to change it into Bitcoin. But uh, I got in, I got in fairly early for uh, the whole financial part. And, uh, you know, like you said, the whole meme, I stayed for the tech. (laughs) (laughs) You stayed for the tech, is that what you said? Yeah, I stayed for the tech. No, I I definitely get that from you. You, uh, uh, You're building something really awesome here. And last question, I keep saying last question. How big is your team and has it grown at all since our conversation in March? Yeah, definitely. We actually added, I I believe, um, I mean, I, I guess I, I would have to look back and see uh, that, but we added two more um, developer positions. Um, we currently, we also have like some marketing firms that are working with us as well. Um, DeFi Boost more specifically. Um, they've been helping us with like the marketing side because that's really important. We need people to know like, you know, what we're doing. Uh, but when it comes to the actual developer positions, um, we have a like a, a, a designer now, a full-time dedicated designer to go ahead and um, do a lot, a lot of the UI work that I actually sent you before um, was exclusively created by them. And so um, that's something that we've also added to the team and as well as, you know, front and back end positions to really, you know, make that UI a reality. And so we're a team of five now and um, we are still actually looking to go ahead and add a, another person uh, more specifically on the smart contracting side, just so we can get a little bit more help there, fine tune things, add support for more exchanges. And um, so that's also something that we're exploring within the, the short-term future as well. So a team of six, hopefully soon. Awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations on everything so far. And let's regroup in two to three months and you yeah. should probably have a lot, a lot out by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Cornell. Thank you, man. See ya.